Welcome to the Transformation Project. I'm Dr. Derek Thomas. Listen, my producer today is uh, Teddy uh, Timothy Robinson. He's going to help me be able to get everything out to you. Uh, talk about an awesome producer, man. This guy helps me get things done. He's done stuff in San Antonio, uh, New York City, and so forth, and around the country. I'm sure you're going to be hearing great things about him. But again, welcome to the uh, Transformation Project. Uh, again, I'm Dr. Derek Thomas, and I am really excited about talking to you. I'm really excited about you listening to my broadcast because I believe I got something I need to tell you, something that's going to change your life. Now, listen, doing this broadcast, uh, for years I fought it. I didn't necessarily want to do this because I'm such a private person. I'm in pretty much an introverted type of a person, and I like to keep my business to myself. For years, my wife used to say, well, hey, baby, let's get out, let's talk to people, or hey, baby, let's get out and just share some things with people about who we are and what God is doing in our lives. I'm like, well, I'm not sure I want to do that because, you know, sometimes people will judge you and they'll look at you funny and they say, well, hey, when you got this or you got that, and they say, well, how'd you get that? And you start telling them how to get it, and then all of a sudden they're like, man, see, they want to hate on you and stuff like that. And so for years, I've kind of kept to myself, I've been in my own little world, and now I've got the clearance from God to kind of come out and share some things as to what he's been doing in our lives. I'll tell you what, and again, uh, I'm really excited about it. This broadcast is going to just be one where I'm going to share some principles, some things that I believe uh, that can help transform your life. That's why we call it the Transformation Project. I can remember years ago, uh, early in my life, when I used to look at people and say, well, hey, how did they get to that point? Or how, how did they start that business? Or how did they change their life? How did... Um, things in their life just begin to uh, come together for them. And I used to just think to myself, you know what, eh, well, maybe they're doing it because, you know, the color of their skin, they probably got somebody to help them out or something like that. Or, eh, or maybe because, you know, uh, their daddy was rich and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and I had all these thoughts in my mind as to how I couldn't become everything that God said that I was supposed to become. Uh, I can remember years ago when God really started dealing with me about becoming the person that I'm supposed to be. I used to wonder and say, you know, that, that that's kind of stuff is just a fairy tale. How can a person uh, who lived where we lived and grew up in a house uh, like we grew up in um, become the person uh, that I am today? I thought it was just virtually impossible. Uh, to be able to make this thing happen, but over the time, over time, I begin to, to to just notice things and begin to understand that when I apply certain principles to my life, then it was going to um, help me get to where I, I wanted to be. And then these things started happening, but there was a void there, and the void was there because um, there's nothing wrong with self help books. There's nothing wrong with going out and getting other books and things like that to help you do this and help you do that. But I was focusing so much on the outward person and not really focusing in on the inward person. And I got to tell you something, man. Look, my, my dad is a preacher. And uh, because my dad is a preacher, I used to say stuff like, uh, yeah, dad's a preacher and, you know, that God stuff is good. And, you know, so I started studying all this other kind of stuff because I wanted to do everything else but do everything that uh, my dad was doing. And, uh, and you know, because dad was a person of principles. Like I said, we started out poor. We, we, we didn't have a lot. But since um, my dad now soon to be 91 years of age, I've watched him pay off car after car after car. I've watched him buy property after property that paid off so many homes. They don't have any debt and things of that nature. And so I start looking at my dad and start saying, wait a minute, the things that he's doing is is working. 
Um, and some of the stuff that I was doing, it was temporary fixes, but they were not permanent. And so I began this journey of, of trying to become the person that God called me to become. I got to share something with you. Uh, the thing that really broke it all down for me was uh, when I stopped running from God. Um, and when I mean running from God, man, I, I was like running, man. I'm like, uh, I would run and run. And all of a sudden, when I would run, I would find out uh, that he was already there when I when I got there. Hey, check this story out, man. I remember one time I was in a club, man. I was getting my groove on and everything. I had a little drink in my hand. I couldn't drink. <laughs> I couldn't drink because when I tried to drink, it didn't taste good. Uh, I didn't like the taste of beer, so I tried to get some of these fruity drinks and stuff like that because, you know, this is going to be my pathway to success, and I got it all together and everything. And I remember one day I'm sitting at the club in, uh, in Valdosta, Georgia, and, uh, and, and I didn't know what this drink was, but it was called a zombie. And for those of you who, who don't know what a zombie is because you've been in church all your life, that's where they stack different liquors on top of each other and they give you a straw. Well, because I didn't know I was supposed to just like sip it through the straw, I drank the thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I drank the whole thing right there in front of everybody trying to be cool. I was drunk as a skunk, man. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, I was like tore up from the floor up. Some of y'all old people, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And... Uh, and then all of a sudden, they shut the club down, and I got to drive home. And I never forget that drive as I'm, I'm driving home. Uh, I'm going to this place where we lived at the time. It's a place called Hehira, Tech, uh, Hehira Georgia. Um, and as I'm going down the road, this police officer pulls up behind me. And when he pulls up behind me, um, all of a sudden now, the, the stuff that my dad taught me years ago, I, like nobody had to teach me how to pray at that time. I start praying. like, I mean, I was saying some stuff that you look that I didn't know was down on the inside of me, man. And I remember telling God, I said, God, if you get me out of this one, I, I never go back to this again. And uh, needless to say, I lied uh, because I went back to some things again. I kind of like many of us, we, we tell God we're going to do something and then we find ourselves back into something else. Well, I made it home that night. Uh, and when I made it home that night, I really started this this serious journey with God where I just start looking at myself and start thinking about where I wanted to go in life, uh, what what I wanted to do in life, and what, what I wanted to accomplish in life. Well, I, I would love to tell you that I got everything together at that point, uh, but I didn't. Uh, this has been a journey, and life is really about a journey. I've had some uptimes. I've had some downtimes. Uh, but the one thing, if I can take you to another moment in my life that really changed my life, was when um, we were living in Jacksonville, Florida at the time, and um, I had a serious automobile accident. The automobile accident was something as a result of God telling me, hey, man, this is what I want you to do in your life. And I kept saying, God, I don't want to do that, man. You know, kind of like the people on the song, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. Well, see, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do what he was. he created me to be. Um, I wanted to just do my own thing. See, it's kind of like the refrigerator telling the, the person who made the refrigerator, I don't want to, I, I don't want to cool things. I want to be a microwave. And, and when, <laughs> when, when, when we think about God like that and we start understanding who he is and he says, you know what, I've put something down on the inside of you that I want you to do. That's why I sent you to this world. And I used to say to myself, man, I, yeah, but I don't want to do that. And then God starts dealing with me with some things and he, he, he started um, just, just showing me things after things. I'm like, God, I, I know you said you're going to prosper me. God, I know we can do this, but I just don't want to do that. I, I want to do everything except what God created me to be. And let me tell you the ironic part about it, or the oxymoronic, if oxymoronic is a, is a word, 
um, I can remember telling God, um, uh, you know, whatever, you know, I, I just want to do what you want me to do, uh, but I really didn't want it. And like so many people, when, when they come to the altar and they say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Just make me and mold me and do whatever you want me to do. And then when he starts making us and molding us, we don't like the mold. <laughs> and at times, we don't even like the maker uh, because uh, we have this own identity of ourself as to what we want uh, to become. And that's part of what this broadcast is all about. It's about helping you to realize that what God put on the inside of you can make you rich, it can make you famous if that's what you want to do. It can help you buy your house if that's what you want to do. Uh, what God put on the inside of you, he, he not only creates you to do something, but he gives you a plan of success on the inside of you that's already built in. You, you don't have to, to look to any other thing. Uh, kind of like myself, uh, I, you know, God was dealing with me and said, hey, this is what I want you to do. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I was looking to everything and everybody else to help me to try to find out what I was supposed to be. My, 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 my. Again, going back to the refrigerator illustration, the refrigerator already has everything. It has the coolant on the inside. It has a motor. It has the capacity to hold things. It has the capacity to store things. I mean, everything that it needs is already there. Um, but if the person don't read the instructions as to how this thing is supposed to operate, then it'll never be the fullest capacity of the refrigerator that it's supposed to be. Now, girlfriend and I, we just bought recently bought a Samsung refrigerator. I can't stand that thing because it's got too many buttons on it. Uh, <laughs> got to, I mean, it, it wants to tell you how, how, how crispy your, 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 your fruit is supposed to be. It wants to tell you all this. And, and so it's tell you, you got to set all these, but I don't want to do that. I just want to put stuff in the refrigerator and leave it alone. I, I wanted to be like it was years ago when we used to just take a, uh, uh, some water and put it in the refrigerator and it got cold, you know, it get, just gets cold. But this thing's got so many gadgets on it. It clicks and it tells you when the filter is supposed to be changed. It clicks and does all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, come on, y'all. Just, just, just give me. See, that, that's kind of how, how many of us live. We live this basic life uh, because we don't want to read the instructions, which is the word of God. And we don't want to find out what God wants for us. And then all of a sudden, then we can't become everything that he wants us to become. And so this broadcast is designed to help you to pull back some of the layers like on an onion, man. Yeah, look, you are a great person. You, you are who God says that you are. So some of you right now, you got to stop dying so that you can live. Uh, you, some of us got issues and things that goes on in our life. We just want to just check out right now. You can't check out right now. It, it's, it's not the end. It's time for you to live. And that's why I believe God have you listening to this broadcast. Listen, I, I need you to make this commitment. And if I can just pause for a brief commercial for a minute, I, I want you to make this commitment and understand um, that you are who God said that you are. And you can't turn away from this thing. Listen, on my next break, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about some things uh, and finish this story that we're talking about. So give me a few moments. I'll be back and, uh, and then we'll get started again. I had a situation uh, that really just, just transformed my life. Well, what the whole story or the story behind this story was I was, I was driving home one night. Um, and as I'm driving home one night, I pull on the side of the road. And this lady, who happens to be a nurse, ironically, uh, she went to sleep behind the wheel. Well, I had a, uh, 
a Camaro back in the day, man. You know, that's back when I was cool, back when I had hair and everything. You know what I'm saying? I could have been playing some music by the Ohio players or something like that. Roller coaster of love. Say what? I mean, I had, <laughs> I had some of that stuff going on in the background and everything. And uh, and I'm going down the road. I pull over on the side of the road, and this lady falls asleep, and she hits the back of my Camaro where the the back of the Camaro has the gas tank sitting right up underneath it. Well, she hits that. It pushes it into the back seat. The back seat comes into the front seat, and the front seat uh, collapsed in the midst of the collapse. Um, it broke several bones in my body. As a matter of fact, on my left side, I used to be partially paralyzed. Uh, it was a very grave moment in my in my life at the time because I can remember the the, the way I felt. Man, I, I was mad with God. I was mad with the world. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a young cat at the time, man. I had everything going for me, um, and I was just frustrated, man, because you know, look, this happened to me. Uh, we had one child. Uh, which was my my oldest daughter at the time, and my girlfriend and I. She's my wife, but that's what I call a girlfriend. Uh, we we were uh, at a point where we were just. I mean, we had things together, man. And um, it was interesting that uh, when this happened to me, um, for each night, if I can remember correctly, I would have a dream, and this dream was me doing what God called me to do, and I could not escape it. He told me, "Hey, man, you gotta." You got to go out and, and tell people about me. You got to you got to tell people about the word of God. I'm like, okay, God, I do that, man. So, in in the midst of the dream, I see myself uh, pe- um, ministering to people of all different races, all different colors of skin. I mean, I, I, I mean, just massive number of people. Interestingly, about that was the fact that um, it was something that was uncomfortable to me because I couldn't figure out how this person, number one, who did not want to do that. And this person, number two, who is not qualified to do that, could be could do that. And so each night God would say, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you to do this. And man, uh, as he would tell me that, I, I, in my sleep, I would say, okay, God, man, I'm about to cry right now because it's very touching to me. I say, okay, God, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Then I wake up and say, man, I, I can't do that. I, I really can't do that because... That's not me. I, that's, that's not what I want to do. I wanted to be an architect, man. I, I want to design buildings and, and all this other kind of stuff. And, and, I, and I knew uh, I had shortcomings. and I knew I didn't want to talk in front of people. Uh, I, I mean, I had all these things. I had all these reasons as to why I was telling God I couldn't do uh, what he already said he created me to do. Again, let's go back to the refrigerator again. I like the refrigerator saying, man, I know I can do this, but I don't want to do that. Well, if you don't want to do what you're created to do, then how can you have success in your life? Some of you have some of the best recipes in your and you just say to yourself stuff like, well, I know I can cook, but I don't want to start my own restaurant because it's going to take a lot of work. How do you know you ain't started one? Or I want to have my own restaurant. I tried it and uh, and it didn't work. So that means you're not going to try it again. Come on. I, I need you to get up from where you are so we can transform your life. I, I need you to think about where you are, what you want out of life, and how you're going to get there. And and so when I used to, I just got to be real. When, when, when I got to the point uh, each night of, of just seeing this stuff over and over again and just saying, okay, God, I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. I got so mad. I, look, I remember one time telling God, God, ain't no way in hell or in heaven am I going to do this. Well, he won, okay? That's why I'm talking to you today. Um, but it was interestingly uh, interesting. I, I went to church on a Sunday night, 
Um, the next day, I was getting ready to be booted out of the military. I was in the Air Force at the time. They were about to give me a medical board, and if some of you know what that means. They were about to get me out of the Air Force uh, because I had been three months in and out of the hospital. I couldn't work. And so I went to church on a um, Sunday night. And I can remember, man, that they were singing songs. And, and some of us grew up in churches where when they sung a song, uh, once the song was over, they had this thing called testimony service. <laughs> now, that's funny with me because uh, I didn't understand what testimony service was all about at the time because I used to hear people testify stuff like, Yo, I want to thank God that these people pull in my yard. And uh, I put some nails out there, and uh, they bust their tie. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know I me mean? like crazy stuff like that. I didn't understand all that kind of stuff. But then I can remember, I'm, I'm sitting there, and this guy by the name of Edward Stanford, I never forget him. I love him dearly. He tells me, he says, um, hey, Derek, man, you need, to, you, you need to stand up and testify. Man, I don't want to testify, man, because that, that day I had limped in the church. I was dragging my leg on the side. Uh, my arm was not operating like it's supposed to. I get to my seat, and, and um, Edward says, man, you know, the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of his, of, of his testimony. And I remember saying, man, I want to do that. And I can remember standing up. Because uh, they were saying, is there another? Is there another? Come on. Let's sing one more song. And they, and, and they got down to the last song, and, and I stood up. And I can remember saying, uh, I want to thank God for my healing. I'm like, what, what, what? Where did those words come from? How can I thank God for my healing uh, when I'm not healed? It's like I'm in front of these people, and I'm having this conversation in my head because I couldn't figure out how God was going to do what he said he was going to do. Uh, and maybe you're like that today because you're trying to figure out how he's going to do because you don't have enough money. You can't start this because you don't have no money or, or you don't have enough time or, or, or whatever other excuses you've used as to why you can't transform your life. And I'll never forget, man. I took off running in the church, Jackie. You hear what I'm saying? Excuse me. I want to be sexist. I took off running in the church, Jackie, <laughs> whatever your name is. And I, and I ran and I ran. And, man, I'm running around the church. And the church is like, is this the same guy that came in here limping? Yeah, it was me, man. But, but interestingly, that morning before, uh, that, the morning before day, I can remember having a dream again. And I told God, yes, I'll do what you call me. Some of y'all have been waiting on God for a long time. And God says, no, I've been waiting on you because I can't do everything you're asking me to do until you do what you've been created to do. Because once you do what you've been created to do, then it opens up a vast amount of God to be able to come in and intervene. That's when I stop asking the question, how is this going to get done? And I start focusing in on who was going to get it done for me. I got to share something with you. Uh, when I come back off, off my next break, I'm going to share a couple of things with you, um, a couple of scriptures, if I can do that, uh, that really changed my life. And when I uh, share those scriptures with you, um, those scriptures are going to, um, I think, uh, going to give you a focus uh, because this, this is not just another feel-good program. This is not just another do-it-yourself type of a thing. When I got in contact with God, God began to share with me uh, how my life was supposed to be lived. That's when my life transformed. But listen, I'm going to take a break. Um, and then after the break, uh, then I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about it. Welcome back. 
Scientist. Again, this is Dr. Derek Thomas uh, with the Transformation Project. Again, my program is being produced by uh, Timothy Teddy Robinson. Let me just put a plug here. Listen, if you need your broadcast done, you need to uh, reach out to our broadcast. I'll put you in contact with him. Now, you can't steal him. Okay, let's just get that straight. You can't steal him, uh, but we can give you some info. He has classes uh, that can help you get everything done uh, that you need done for your broadcast. Listen, I was telling you uh, on my, my last uh, segment that uh, about the scriptures that changed my life and began to uh, produce success in my life. Um, one was Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 16. Uh, because by this time, look, I, I got my life right with God. Uh, and I, and I, I, look, I wasn't all the way saved. I, I was halfway. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was halfway saved. Uh, you, you, okay, I'm just being honest with you now. Don't, don't judge me now. Look, because some of y'all say y'all all the way saved. And, and y'all, you know, but I was one of those people, you know, when they used to sing the song, I've been good all day and I'm glad. I was like, man, I ain't make it past 8 o'clock. And I had, to, I had some issues. But God has been patient with me. And he's being patient with you too. But Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 16 says, for oh, without faith it's impossible to please God. Well, by this time, I, I knew that it was God uh, who was orchestrating my life. Uh, God brought me back to something that happened early in my life. Uh, I'm the youngest out of nine children. And uh, I can remember uh, my mom telling the story uh, at their 50th wedding anniversary. Mom and dad still living. Praise God. Dad is Bishop uh, John Thomas and mama is uh, Mother Ines Thomas. And um, uh, Dad is, is soon to be 91, Mom's 86, and I thank God for that. But I can remember them telling the story about how um, uh, they didn't want any more children. And uh, Dad was like, well, you know, um, but, you know, whatever, Ness, my mom's name is Ines, yeah, whatever, Ness, but, you know. And I can remember um, Dad telling the story, and Mom would say, I sure didn't want any more children. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here, but I, I didn't want no more children. And dad was like, yeah, you know, we had to feed all these mouths and everything else. And my mom makes this statement. She said, um, I, just, I just don't know how it happened. I just don't, because we didn't want no more children. Dad looked at mom and said, <laughs> I knew how it happened. <laughs> okay, some of y'all going to get the point here at the while. Hey, let, let, let me just break off from that story there for a minute and just, just talk about that for a minute because uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say something and it's going to rock some of y'all if you've been saved a long time. But when a man ejaculates in a woman, science says that, that millions of sperm starts racing towards that egg. And they're racing towards that egg to be able to populate that egg so they can produce a child, one or two or whatever, however many. Um, and, and as they're swimming, man, you know, I, I think it was me. I was one of the, of course, I was one of the eggs. Uh, but I, I was backstroking up there, man. I, I wouldn't just... <laughs> I mean, I was swimming, I was swimming, you know, to the egg and everything. But what was interesting, what God showed me, he says, was, but you was the one that I chose. And so when you think about being one in a million, we, we really are one in a million. That, that's so many other uh, uh, sperm that, that could have made it to the egg that could have been here on earth right now. But God created us for such a time that we're living in right now because of what we have on the inside of us. And so when, when, when mom and dad did not want to have any more children, God said, I had to come to the planet. That, that's something that he wanted me to share. And, and so when he begins to reveal all of this to me, he began to tell me what the plan that he has for my life and, and what he wanted to do for me. It, it was a total transformation process. Uh, you, you're talking about a person at one point in time uh, who, who used to uh, 
Can I say smoke weed on, on air? Well, it's too late now. Uh, who used to smoke weed? Who used to drink? Who used to do all this kind of thing? I was a womanizer. Okay, let's forget the womanizer. I was a hoe, okay? I, I was doing stuff that just wasn't right and pleasing in the eyesight of God. But God had a plan for my life. Listen, I, I, I want you to take the guilt trip off while you can't do what God wants you to do. Because Look, I only have a few more minutes, but I, I need you to settle today on this first broadcast that you're going to follow this broadcast, and we're going to continue to transform. But, but the first thing you got to do is you got to take away them excuses, man. Woman, you got to take it. Don't, look, shut up. Don't tell me it's because you're black or because or you're white or because you're Mexican or Chinese or, or because the man has been holding you down. Don't, don't tell me that kind of stuff. No, the only person that can hold you down is you. That was a realization and a turning point in my life because I, 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 got, I got this this revelation that you mean to tell me, and this is God talking to me. He, he, he told me, he says, you mean to tell me that a person, okay, was created in my image and I am the creator can stop you from becoming what I said that you're supposed to be? Oh, no, man, that, that was a turning point in my life. I began to look at myself a whole new different way. I began to say, wait, wait a doggone minute. And hopefully I can say doggone and y'all don't get too convicted. Wait a doggone minute, man. I Look, I am what God says I am. I start talking to myself. I start telling myself. Listen, and I have to share this with you. There's a story in Mark chapter nine, uh, chapter nine, where this man comes to Jesus and say, "Jesus, hey, I brought my, my my boy to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him, and and they were laying hands on him, they doing all this kind of stuff, and they couldn't do anything." And he makes this statement in verse uh, number uh, twenty-two of Mark chapter number nine. He says to Jesus, "He says, Jesus, if you can do anything, I thought that was very interesting." Jesus, if you can do anything. Now, you talk. He, maybe he didn't know he's talking to. He had to know that he had some power because he heard about all the stuff that he was doing. But he says, Jesus, if you can do anything, come on, help us. Watch what Jesus says to him in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, watch this, if you can believe, not about what I believe, but if you can believe, in other words, she shift the powers back to him. He says, then all things are, powered, all things are possible to him that believe. That changed my life because now the burden is not on God anymore. Now the burden is not on God to come down and, and swoop down and give me a million dollars or swoop down and help me or, or do all this kind of stuff. No, now the burden or the responsibility is now on me. I am the refrigerator, people of God. You are the refrigerator. Everything that you need is on the inside of you. Let me just prepare uh, my clothes with this. I met with a guy today who... Uh, uh, a businessman. Uh, this guy's a multi-millionaire. He says he wants to be the first billionaire who lives in a mobile home park. That that's his mantra. That that that's what he says all the time. I'm gonna be the first billionaire who lives in a mobile home park. Lives in a mobile home. He's he's wealthy beyond measure, and he started this airplane business. Well, he's telling me his story, and he tells me I started an airplane business without an airplane. I'm like how in the world you do that? He says that was not the issue. The issue was is that God said I could do it. And so I did it, and then after that, the airplanes came later. But needless to say, uh, I became one of those persons who uh, became one of the, the pilots from his program who started this school. Yes, I do fly airplanes. Uh, yes, I do a lot of other stuff other than preach. Glory to God. Uh, I do a lot of things because I'm going to live my life, and I want you to understand you can live your life uh, as well. Um, I want you to think about this, and, and I, I really want you to uh, take this to heart. Every excuse that you've been making, uh, you got to take it away from, okay? 
I'm going to take it away from you. Uh, in the future, we're going to have opportunities where you can uh, uh, send me messages, and I'm going to talk about it on the broadcast. I'm going to have some uh, episodes coming up that's going to be the marriage editions where me and my wife is going to uh, be on here. I'm going to have other editions where we're going to bring on different guests, and we're going to talk about things. And these are all going to be a people who have transformed their lives uh, into what God has called them to be. So listen, you can view or listen to all of my uh Future broadcasts, uh, they can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I want you to rate them. I want you to tell me what you think about it. I really want to know what you think about the broadcast. Um, and then I want you to post. Um, um, be sure to turn on your, on your post the notifications so that you can get every episode when it, when it comes out. Look, I, I want this broadcast to be like the Cowboys. Okay, the Cowboys are the most expensive franchise uh, there is in the world. People like them. And we still watch them. I'm one of those haters, okay? And I watch them. I watch them to see them lose. I watch them to see them win, winning. If I made you mad today, I want you to keep listening. If you like what I had to say today, I want you to keep listening. I want you to be that person uh, to tell me uh, that your life has changed and that your life is becoming everything uh, that God uh, has designed for it to be. So listen, my time is out. Uh, it's time for me to get off the air today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Transformation Project. Uh, again, being produced by Timothy Teddy Robinson, the best producer there is that ever been walking on God's green earth. Uh, we look forward to our next broadcast. Stay tuned uh, because I'm coming. God bless you.